Welcome to the Qualitalks Podcast, a show about pharma and GMP. The pharmaceutical industry is a fascinating and complex field, and it takes countless people to bring a product to the market. In this podcast, we bring you some of the industry's brightest minds who will share their wisdom with you. You will learn about various subjects such as GMP, new trends in pharma, and leadership. This episode is sponsored by Dot Compliance, the industry's first ready-to-use quality management solution powered by the Salesforce platform. Deploying a new EQMS has never been quicker or more cost-effective. And now, please welcome your host, Jan Kugel. Welcome to the Qualitox podcast. I'm Jan Kugel, your host, and my guest today is Mark Garcia Gomez. Mark is a pharmaceutical contamination control strategy consultant and expert, and we're going to talk to him today about the impact of Annex 1 on this area in the pharmaceutical industry. We're going to talk about how it influences the validation statuses of facilities and what companies have to be concerned about and uh, what should they undertake before the annex is live. So let's get to our talk with Mark. Hi, welcome to the Qualitox podcast. Hello, Jan. Thank you very much for joining me today after a long day at work where you deal with uh, contamination control uh, strategies. Uh, so it uh, sounds really cool. So what basically do you do? Well, uh, I have like almost 12 years of experience uh, helping the companies uh, to perform a good uh, cleaning and and disinfection programs. Okay, so my intention here is to help the people how to approach this very difficult thing because the new Annex 1 is increasing, let's say, the difficulty of doing that. And I think that I could help them in in facing this 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 new issue it's not new but sometimes a lot of people don't care let's say about this but now this will be essential for the ccs for the contamination control strategy so how does the new annex one the at least the draft would change the way people do contamination control or let's say back up a bit what new challenges does it introduce for me as a microbiologist i'm let's say i'm i'm proud to say that now the new draft of the annex one is saying that the microbiological properties of your aseptic processes or non-aseptic processes will be essential so now the microbiologist is not a, a rare guy or woman that it's at the end of the corridor and just doing some media plate or something like that. But now a lot of people need to have um, microbiological knowledge, not maybe as a microbiologist, but you have to know if you are an operator, for example, what are the, the, key, the key problems you could face if you are not doing a good aseptic technique, for example. It introduces a lot of new concepts or new ideas that in the past were not in, uh, implemented. Can you summarize some of the main ideas? In the past, I, I, when I visited some companies, let's say 50% of them, 20% of them uh, do not have an, an exporter saddle agent on the 
inside the cleaning and anti-infection programs. And now with the new draft, it's, it's clearly stated that you have you have to have uh, an, an sport recycle agent in your cleaning and disinfection program. This is one idea. The other idea is that you need to have cleaning residues program very, very well validated because as you know, the uh, disinfectants, not the alcohol, but the other uh, disinfectants and biocidal agents leave uh, residues. So now you have to clean it because if not, you are creating corrosion on your metallic uh, surfaces. So, so now you have to, to think about that and to avoid the corrosion because if not, you are increasing the likelihood to have OS on deviations, etc. Companies need to understand why the biocidal agents could help your process, but also damage your process. Do you feel that uh, the Annex one, its revision is uh, very positive for the industry. So can you maybe summarize maybe from your perspective, the positive and the negative sides of it? Yeah, maybe in the past, it's on your own to have this cleaning um, residues program to, to, to have it or not. And it's on your own, but now it's clearly stated, it's written. And you know that GMP, it's like, give me paper, GMP. So, so everything now must be written and must be followed, must be understood and also must be created because I, a lot of companies do not have these programs, these, residu these cleaning uh, residues programs. So now, they have an opportunity to understand why they could have a lot of excursions in terms of spores, for example. And this is not only an issue of to, to, to use again this polyacetyl agent on, on the surface or the biocidal agent, and then you have the new media plate and says, okay, this is perfect now. Yes, but you need to understand why you have these problems day by day and every day. So. So it's, it's, it's very important, it's crucial now, this new text in the draft, and also gives more opportunities for the, micro, the microbiologists to, to go to the engineers and also to the quality department and explain what kind of, of problems they could have in the future or they are having now, and they don't understand why they are having repeated sports contamination, for example. Do you see the additional requirements in cooperation between departments? So you mentioned that you have the microbiologists and the QA. So I understand that the companies would need to employ more uh, microbiologists mm -hmm. and uh, make sure that uh, there is a really good cooperation between the manufacturing, the, the SME, as the microbiologist in this case, and the quality assurance department. Yeah, I think now the maintenance will be a new expert in microbiology because they are facing a lot of corrosion. I hope not, but let's assume that you could have some corrosion in your, in your surfaces. So the maintenance now is involved in this new issue let's say also the high management because they need to know what's happening in the aseptic area 
and also the op the operator itself because they are not only using a biosite without knowing anything they need to know now what they are using why they are using and what and how many times per week or per month or whatever they need to use the biocidal agent X and what is the purpose of that, for example, and why to clean these residues, why to use a detergent once every, I don't know, every week, every two weeks, every month, what kind of water do you use to dilute or to wipe out this, this uh, detergent, or for example, there are a lot of, of different biosatile agents in the market and how to choose them. For example, I need to use, for example, alcohol here, hydrogen peroxide there, quaternary ammonium there, a mixture of peracetic acid and hydrogen peroxide there, or maybe some chlorus. It depends. Every biocide has its own properties and not only the microbiologist needs to know the, these, proper, these um, properties, also the operator, because the safety of this operator are, could be compromised depending on the chemical basis, etc. So it uh, looks that uh, things will get uh, more complicated. So yeah. what <laughs> does it mean for the validated status of uh, current facilities? That's a good question because maybe 20% of the companies, 25% are not having the Vyoshadow agent validated. And this is very good target for the auditors to, to warn you with a warning letter. For example, if you buy a, a concentrated Vyoshadow agent, you need to validate the dilution, etc. And you have to demonstrate that, let's say campaign per campaign or day by day. So you have to validate everything now and also to demonstrate that you have a rationale behind not only the disinfectants, but what's behind the disinfectants, for example, the residues. Our customers set high expectations for their teams and need to be sure they perform to these expectations. Many companies struggle to find time to train their employees and often delegate this responsibility to a department that has not got the expertise to master the subject matter. As a result, they burden their team with the conventional training material, which can be so dull that they shut down. We invest time into helping our customers become GMP compliant in a fast and efficient manner to make sure their teams perform to the highest standards. We specialize in creating engaging training that will make your employees confident and motivated in using their new learned skills at the workplace. Visit us at www.qualistery.com or contact us at service at qualistery.com for more information. Do you think that the regulators will give enough time for companies to prepare uh, once it is live. Uh, so I think that many companies are already starting to realize what's happening because the draft mm -hmm. is uh, live and they're doing the preparation. As, and yeah. as you said, probably not much is going to change uh, from, mm -hmm. from your um, experience right now, from knowing the companies. Mm -hmm. Do you see that companies are already hustling? Are they uh, preparing? 
Yeah, I think so that some of them, but you know, there are people that are going in advance, that is good, and some other people are reactive. So I think then the, the big problem will be for the companies that are reacting to this. They have to validate everything, to, to have everything in written, and they are preparing, they are preparing, and they are now validating the efficacies of the biocides and it's it's good because sometimes you you can you can discover let's say, that some companies only use uh, let's say a specific product but they don't know why it's just because it's been used for the last 15 years for example but but they don't have any kind of uh, validation study and they are now uh, preparing because I think now the auditors also are having more microbiological, let's say, concepts or or ideas or maybe studies, something like this. And they are now, you know, putting the finger in the bone now. And they are not only engineers, they are microbiologists also. So I think that maybe sooner than later, you have to validate everything, not only for the drug, it's just for your process and also for the patients, you have to validate everything. So imagine that the Annex 1 is not saying anything about that, but it doesn't mean that you don't have to do it. Right. So the common sense uh, is that they should have done it uh, before, but uh, we know that there are many facilities that are producing the drugs for many years, uh, the same mm-hmm. uh, the same production uh, uh, processes running for tens of years, and usually when you approach such uh, people for uh, changes or advances, they say, "Okay, that's how we've been doing it for twenty years, and the process has yeah. validated itself by itself, right?" Yeah, and also I am facing more these kind of things for in a non-sterile facilities because you know the aesthetic areas are very strict, and you can find some company that is not validating the biocidal agent or maybe the residues, but the non-sterile areas are are more critical because they are. Sometimes it's difficult to find a non-sterile area with everything uh, validated because, you know, they can afford more contamination inside. So, but it, it, it doesn't mean that you don't have to do it because if you uh, rebuild the new Annex 1 draft, it's, it's perfectly stated that this is not only for aseptic areas. Right. So I think that the next step for the auditors, I don't know, could be not to to have the same vision for the septic areas that, and for the non-septic areas, but let's say that the normal trend is to to treat them as not the same, but maybe the non-septic areas at the seventy-five percent than the aseptic areas. So we know that uh, there is a reason for uh, this uh, Annex 1 revision, right? So we mm-hmm. even talked about it before. So there are countless mm-hmm. of uh, warning letters uh, by the FDA and uh, many issues in Europe. So it, it's uh, not for nothing, right? So so the regulators learned uh, from hard evidence that something is lacking and probably in uh, many companies. So that's why a better contamination control strategy is uh, required. 
Yeah, I think that you say the perfect words is the CCS, the contamination control strategy. And the cleaning and, and disinfection, for instance, is just one part of this big holistic issue. You have to think about it now. So, but I think that cleaning and disinfection will be one of the top three, top four, top five issues for the next year. For the next years. What would be your uh, key points uh, from this annex? And uh, what would be your suggestions to companies for an effective uh, strategy implementation? If we look at the helicopter view, because of course you need to look at each company and see, but w- where would you start looking? The first question is to have, let's say, a weekly meeting or every three days meeting or something like that with all the departments involved just to share experience to share the knowledge and to explain what's happening inside the the, the assertive processes or the non-assertive processes because if not it's impossible for the company to develop a good uh, contamination control strategy and uh, for example if QA um, overseeing let's say one part of the process or maybe they do not have a good knowledge in terms of maintenance or what kind of operation is doing the maintenance department or something like that. I think that this is issue that a lot of pharmaceutical companies must, must face because if not, as I said before, it's impossible for you to develop an uh, contamination control uh, strategy. Then to give so more importance to the microbiology because I know that it's important, but now will be critical. Okay. Also to understand all the steps inside your process, just to control everything. For example, one, let's say one is special thing that you can have, or you can uh, discover here in the new Annex one is that you have, you need to have an specific and a specific list of items that you can introduce in your area. I think that now the, the ICHQ9 and the ICHQ10 will be essential for, for, this, for this new era, let's say new era of a pharmaceutical industry. And also to have smart people doing risk analysis and to know everything, as I said before, all the process because if not it's impossible for you to develop a good strategy and also a good risk analysis risk assessment and a good outcome and that will lead to a good kappa so everything is connected okay but i think now the microbiology will be more important than than before and also to be together once per week or something like that and to understand the whole process Okay, great. Perfect, Mark. Thank you very much for giving an overview for mm-hmm. uh, this uh, important topic of uh, Annex 1 and its connection to contamination control strategies. And I think uh, people should uh, have uh, several takeaways from this uh, discussion and uh, uh, have something to think about, uh, especially as you mentioned, um, you know, uh, 
weekly meetings, uh, daily meetings to understand and plan ahead because it, it is uh, crucial. And also in terms of um, biosettle agents to understand what you are purchasing. This is critical because sometimes you are seeing some technical data sheets and some or uh, safety data sheets that um, it's difficult to believe that they are being used inside pharma industry with people at the same time inside the, the area. So it's just, it's not a joke, but I mean, it's very important to qualify the vendor also. It's clearly stated in this new Annex 1. You have to qualify your vendor and also qualify your, your product, your commodity or your white, for example, your globe. You have to, to qualify everything. Mark, thank you very much again for uh, coming to the show, sharing uh, uh, from your expertise, and I wish you uh, best of luck. Thank you, Jan. You too. And see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Qualitalks podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star review. If you want to learn more about GMP, please visit us at www.qualistory.com. Stay compliant and see you at the next one.